What's going on, guys? Welcome to Punch Your Knowledge. On tonight's episode, we're going to be talking more about testimonials and the importance of that in terms of your marketing campaigns and how testimonials will help your business both positive and negatively. Stay tuned for tonight's episode. It's a big one. This is Aaron Tabasum, and you're listening to Punch Your Knowledge. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for sharing this uh, pleasant evening of ours uh, with me today and listening to my my podcast here. Um, So I wanted to share some insight today about testimonials. Now, for those that don't know, a testimonial is the same as a review. Uh, Essentially, uh, it can go both positive or negatively. Uh, The purpose of a review is for a consumer or client of yours to be able to give feedback to other users and other potential prospects on whether or not your product or service is acceptable or not. Um, Now, a lot of companies and a lot of businesses, especially those that have big brands, uh, don't necessarily rely on testimonials to be able to sell their product just because their logo logo itself will sell. What do I mean by that? I mean like Apple, uh, Google, you know, Microsoft. Yes, there are there is a select few of individuals who will look at reviews and ensure that the product's perfect for them. They would want to know how one product compares to another. But then there are also those that are what, you know, are basically lovers of that product or are lovers of that brand. And essentially, no matter how bad the product is, they'll still wait in line to purchase it. You know, and I could say, you know, everyone listening in today, we've been guilty of this once in our lifetimes, if not more right? Um, it can go from anything from technological products to clothing lines to video games to smart uh, technology, everything in, in between. Uh, you know, even cars, we sometimes rely on purchasing a vehicle just because of our experience with that brand. So no matter how bad it is, no matter how many recalls there are, we still go back and purchase that same brand again. So with that in mind, we want to know how you can engage customers to a, write a testimonial about you and how you can use it to leverage your sales. So we're going to be discussing that in a little bit more details now. We're going to take a quick short break and I'm going to be answering some questions. All right, guys, so let's jump right into it now. So some questions that we'll be answering today uh, are going to be why are testimonials important? Where should one put testimonials? And how are testimonials beneficial for me? Now, there's a lot more questions that we can go through. If you have any particular questions you would like for me to answer or would like my professional opinion through marketing, feel free to always reach out to me, whether that's uh, through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, If you want to reach out and and take my personal contact info, uh, all of those are applicable ways of getting in touch with me. So let's go into the first question, which are why are testimonials important? So they, one key thing I'm going to talk about before I get into it is I'm going to talk about facts, okay? And I hope that these facts and stats are eye-opening to everyone that's listening today, okay? Now, the these stats are actually from credible resources and actual um, data analytical companies uh, similar to Cambridge Analytics who goes out and locates the exact information for specific categories. So I looked up on testimonials just to make sure that the numbers I was going to provide today were in fact true numbers and not estimates or not, you know, they're not being pulled out of my ass, to be honest. So the next little while, I'm going to be talking about numbers and numbers alone. 
I am going to repeat these numbers a couple of times. Try to keep up with me as these numbers, they may seem and come off confusing, but their sole purpose is to eye, give you an eye opening, sorry, I should say. And that eye opening should indicate to you as to why testimonials are so important nowadays, especially with the millennial generation, which is us, and the generation that's following us, which is the next millennial that are, that are available. And as technology becomes more and more advanced, and the ease of use or the user interface in that case becomes so simple, where children at a young age are starting to be familiarized with technology, that also is going to impact on how important testimonials are and how much a person's opinion is going to influence them, okay? So, like mentioned earlier, a lot of the numbers are coming from analytical corporations or firms, I should say, um, you know, from ones that are called Dimensional Research, from BIA and Kelsey, Bright Local, and the list goes on. I'm not going to name all of them. Uh, so bear with me. Listen tight. Again, I will repeat some of these numbers. The first most important number to keep in mind, everybody, is that 97% of the people that go uh, to locate a local business will direct their attention specifically to a review. And that review is to indicate on how your business is. Now, what do I mean by that? Simple. Is your business a pleasant, friendly, customer-friendly, I should call it more or less, environment? Or is it a place where, you know, I hate to say it, but there's stubborn idiots that are working there who have nothing better to do but to not really care for everyone because they're getting a paycheck and they're satisfied with that particular paycheck day in and day out. We see that happen with a lot of big retailers where there are individuals who are literally working there just so that they can collect a paycheck, but really have no incentive in advancing that business because they can't imagine themselves being associated to that business. But again, we live in a society where we can't live without money and therefore they continue to come in to collect a paycheck. Okay, my experience with retail when I was working at Future Shop years ago, I became an assistant manager there at one point. Um, and I could tell you, I can't tell you the countless times that, you know, people would come in or customers will come and complain about associates. And you can't just go out and fire them as long as they're still selling. You can't, there's no real viable reason for us to let them go. But at the same time, because they were impacting our store negatively, it, it made to very make it, it made us make very tough decisions. That was the issue. Okay, so again, 97% of people go out and read reviews for local businesses. 90% of the individuals say that they recalled reading an online review, a positive review, I should say, which influenced their buying decision. Again, the keyword here is influenced, okay, primary. The secondary keyword is 90%. That means out of 10 people, let's call it, that were surveyed, nine of those people said that their buying decision was influenced in a positive review. 86%, on the other hand, said that buying decisions were influenced by a negative online review. So out of those same 10 people, eight and a half individuals said that their decision was influenced again by a negative negative uh, review okay 
So three numbers I shouted out just now. 97% of the people go out and read reviews. Nine out of 10 people are influenced by positive dis, uh, reviews for their buying decisions. Eight and a half out of 10 people are influenced by negative reviews for buying decisions. Okay? Moving forward, 91% of the people that uh, were reading reviews and trusted online reviews are between the ages of 18 and 34. Now, depending on the product or service that you offer, that 18 to 34 is can, can fall into almost any product and service available to market. And that's generally the targeted audience who's going out and buying something. I don't think your grandma cares about a new cell phone coming out. I don't think your grandpa cares about the most latest and greatest TV. Let's be real with one another, guys. You know, our parents are getting to an age too. I'm not too sure where everyone's parents are today in terms of their age or their habits, but they're no longer younger either. As we progress our life, they also progress their lives, correct? So with that in mind, if they're, you know, okay with how, you know, keeping everything at a standstill, we are the generation that's eager to go out and, and buy that, you know, latest TV, the latest cell phone, the latest headphones, whatever, have the fastest internet because we're so on demand. We want to have Netflix. We don't want traditional cable. We are that generation. So we fall into this category. So the people that you are selling to are people of your own age for the most part. And if they are between your most age, understand that 91%, that means nine out of 10 people that are trusting a review today, it could be a friend or family that's within the same age bracket as you are. Okay. Next, 93% of the consumers say that online reviews impact their purchasing decisions. Right? So what that means, so this is by Podium. Podium is basically saying that 93% of the consumers will always go online and read a review of a product. We're going to take uh, a random product um, for namesake. I'm not going to not going to name the real corporation's name, but let's call it a, 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 a Shapel U-Phone. Okay, guys? We can all follow along with what that is. A brand new one releases every October or so. You know, let's call this U-Phone is releasing, um, you know, U-Phone Pro 12 is releasing for argument's sake in October. When it releases, 90% of the population is going to go online and Re read the review and see what critics have to say about this particular device. On the flip side, they're also going to look at reviews for user reviews as to what their experience is with the products. I'll explain just quickly here. When you look at reviews, please read them with a grain of salt, okay? There are some that are critic reviews and there are some that are user reviews. Sometimes user reviews are actually not true reviews, both positive and negative. What do I mean by that? Let's say you opened up a store you want to get reviews are you do you not think that that store owner is probably going to go to his friends or family ask them to create an account with google or facebook or whatever and go on their page and write a positive review as to what they're selling or product or service genuine generally speaking because you're such a great friend or family member you're going to go out of your way and do it right so uh, is that review an honest review no but is it going to influence a buying decision for some people Yes. So, you know, that's why I say sometimes you look at reviews, you got to be very careful at reading reviews and, and uh, whether you're a consumer or you're writing the review or you're the business owner, you need to, you need to consider those, that, that as, as one fact. Negatively, same thing. 
you know, you could have a friend or family member who just dislikes you and wants to wants to see you suffer, and they're gonna write a bad review. There are business, there are people out there that just don't like a business, and they're just gonna write a bad review about them just just for the sake of venting, or they're gonna have one bad experience, which is so minute, but they're gonna blow it out of proportion, right? We see the amount of complaints that go to our telecom companies. If we actually, you know, di dissect every single bad complaint that goes through, we can come to a, a logical agreement that not every problem is legitimately something that's bad and it's not associated only to one telecom you know i'm not talking about you're getting charged you know long distance charges you're getting charged overcharged for something i'm talking about sometimes people complain just because for the sake of complaining because a person they talked to on the other line couldn't help them out but it's not because they didn't want to it's because what they're asking for is unavailable whether it's technologically inclined or it comes down to the basis of it's just something that doesn't add up right? You People just want the best of both worlds. And unfortunately, we can't give that. On the other hand, when I'm also saying about taking reviews in a grain of salt, when it comes to critics, there are certain critics that get paid to write certain reviews, whether that's in a, through an affiliated market of commissioning, whether that's, you know, a competitor review. I can't tell you those exact credentials. But what I can tell you is that there are scenarios where people do say good things or bad things about products. The, the best example I can give you is um, there's a, there's video games companies out there that actually do take advantage of this where they have what are called um, community mediators is what they're called. And basically it's a way of the community being able, without having to contact the developer themselves or the, or the, um, the, associates that are working on that particular video game they have these people who are behind a computer who are basically the the, the channel where you're gonna come you know voice your complaint or review and they're gonna then take that to whatever department needs to go to now as a community mediator they get paid specifically on converting negative reviews into positives so a lot of times what they end up doing is they really don't care about what you're saying all they're trying to do is figure out an alternative fix just to get you to stop complaining. And nine out of 10 times, they really have no interest of what you're doing because their interest is that I only get paid if you're happy. They know that the developer is not going to change something in X video game. What they're going to do instead is, is make up something that makes sounds so, so soothing to you that you're just going to drop it. And because now you have a check mark beside your name that the, the, the problem has been resolved, guess what? They get paid. Okay. Um, there is a company out there that actually is doing that and, and, and associated to a video game. You could do your own research. Unfortunately, not gonna, I'm not going to publicize that information as I don't want it to come back and, and bite me in my, in my butt. So as a result of that, I'm going to keep it on the DL. But again, you can go out, look up community mediators. There's one big company um, and there's a massive franchise that actually is doing this as we speak. So going back to another review, uh, another um uh, number, or I should say fact, uh, stat with this review is that 89% of the consumers read business responses to reviews. Now, what does this mean? It's simple. Somebody writes a review, positive or negative. Are you or someone on your team going out and responding to that review? If somebody had a bad experience, are you figuring out a way or, or means of, of resolving that issue? Are you leaving it dead or are you kind of just ignoring it in a way where you're making a comment, but it has in no reference a way to fix or help that consumer. 
And on the flip side, when somebody does write a good review about you, whether it's about an associate, whether it's about the business, whether it's about your workmanship, whatever it is, are you taking the time in responding to that? Yes or no? As well as what is your time frame? If you get the review today, are you making them wait an hour? Are you making them wait a day? Are you making them wait a year? That's going to make an impact. Okay? So remember, 89% of the people that are reading reviews are listen, are reading the business responses and ensuring that is the business actually implementing factors on improving their business or even if they're a, a su successful business, I should say, are they taking the time in recognizing the people that are in turn growing their business? Okay? 93, this is another stat now, 93% of the people use their phone to research physical stores. Okay? So what does that mean? And and, and this also applies to um, that they also use it, the, the same 93% of people also use their mobile phones uh, to research the purchase of a product and service, meaning the complete process, whether it's online or in store, they want to know, excuse me, uh, they exactly want to know what, what the full line process is. And they also want to know what their experience is like from the moment they decide on wanting to purchase that product or service to the end result. We can talk about spa treatments, you know, there's lots of them, right? They want to, if somebody's purchasing a spa treatment and you have 30 companies out there that are doing spa treatments, which one should you choose? That's the real question. Now I'm going to take this on forward in the next uh, little while. Sit tight. We're going to take a quick break. We have a sponsored segment coming up and then we're going to carry on with this. Okay. Thanks guys for uh, tuning in again. So, I'm just going to take a step back, going back to that same, st uh, same stat that we just discussed about the 93% of the people who are using mobile to research, um, to go on to complete a purchase of a product or service. Um, and again, most of the purchase happens in physical stores. Again, um, I just want to touch base on it one more time just to make sure that it's 100% clear as to what that means. So out of every 10 people, nine people that are going to go to a retail store today to make a purchase, whether that's Best Buy, whether that's Walmart, whether that's Staples, and the list goes on from there. 99 out, of, 9 out of those 10 people are actually going on their phones to research what people's experiences are when they're going to make that purchase. Okay? They want to know, is there a line? Is, are, the, are the people well-maintained? Well is the, the place clean? Is the place dirty? Does it, you know, smell like rotting fish? Uh, you know, does, is the food expired if you're in a grocery store? Whatever the case may be, they're, what they're trying to do is, is, is analyze if this specific space is going to be a space that they personally feel comfortable shopping in okay now second last stat here i want to go over um 3.3 is the minimum star rating that business in, uh that that a, of a business that a consumer would actually engage with so this stat again is from podium um another analytical company that i mentioned earlier what that means is that when you go on google today and you see a business with a, a particular star rating if it is less than 3.3, this also applies to apps, actually. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a sec. If it's less than 3.3, that means that people are less inclined to go and make a purchase there. Unless, unless it is a big enterprise, this is a different story. This star rating applies specifically to local businesses. Local businesses can also mean franchises because no two franchise owners are the same. 
If you have a horrible experience at one McDonald's, you know, you're not likely to have that same experience at another McDonald's. So we have to keep these in mind. Okay? So if your star rating is over 3.3, how do you get to 3.3? Well, most people will ask through reviews, through five, four, four and a half star reviews. That's the one way that you're going to get up there. You're going to come down with the one star reviews. Now, are you going to satisfy every customer that comes to you? No. If you had if you had a 100% close rate, man, you should be like, you're going to be the richest person in the world if that was possible. Not even the most successful businesses out there have a 100% close rate. So we have to keep that in mind, okay? Now, with that in, in, in turn about close rates, Depending on your industry, you know, we can go over certain in our next couple of episodes coming up. We're going to talk about specific industries and what their average close rate is. Uh, analytically speaking, uh, from an actual uh, firm that 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 does the 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 data entry and, and figures out, okay, well, this is a appropriate close rate. I'm going to go over my own personal close rates on what I feel a specific industry that I've worked at, uh, what a close rate would be known profitable. Uh, we're going to go over some of those details as well. But uh, just to touch on it, uh, so you know, certain segments, a 3 out of 10 close rate is considered a successful business, okay? So don't ever think that if your close rate's, you know, less than 50% that you're a horrible business. Depending on your segment, depending on the business that you're specifically in, that might be a good rate. Okay, and we're gonna go over that because some of the people, some people are gonna be listening, going, "What do you mean, thirty percent close rate? How can a business be successful?" Well, there are certain there are certain industries where that where that is like a very high number actually, because the close rates on average are between fifteen to twenty percent. But again, we're gonna keep that for another episode. The last stat that I'm gonna go over is sixty eight percent of your consumers will leave a review if they're asked. Okay. So if you're selling, if you sell to 10 customers in one day and you ask all 10 to write a review, 6.8 of those customers will write a review. That means that when you don't ask, you're losing on an opportunity. So the key thing is that you need to always, 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 always ask for people to write a review about you. The more reviews you get, the better your star rating goes. The better your star, the more reviews you have, the less your star rating is impacted. What do I mean by that? Well, if you go out today, if you were if you go back in school and you did one assignment, you had 100%, you have 100% in that, in that in that specific class. If you do 10 assignments and you have one assignment at 100, you have 3 at 0, you know, 2 at 50 and whatever, your average now is let's say 70%, well, it's based on the mark of 10 different assignments. So now we change the word of assignments to reviews. If you have one review with 5 star rating, that means you're 5 out of 5. You have 10, 2 at 5, 2 at 1, and then let's say 1 at 3, you're probably at about a 4, 3.5, 4-star rating. If you have a 1,000-star ratings, and a lot of them are 4 and 5s, you know, and, and, and you get maybe like I would say 10%, 20%, 1 or 2 stars, the impact on your review, the impact on your star rating, I should say, isn't going to be so significant. It's going to be so minute that it's going to be like 5 or 4.5 you know, six, that six at the, the second digit after the decimal point, which is the hundredth decimal point, it's not going to really do so much on people's influence. What's going to really influence is the big whole number, which is out in front, right? When we go on vacation, we don't want four star or three star resorts. We're looking for the five star resorts, right? It's a mind game, guys, it's a mind game. Remember that mentally, 
you need to be prepared to understand that everyone is impacted by what they're what they're shown. If I told you I was going to give you a million dollars, but you didn't read the fine print, and it actually was going to give you a million dollars in 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 IOUs, but just you know you didn't you didn't really read that, but you just saw the million dollars. There's a chance that you signed that agreement and said, "Okay, I want that million dollars," because mentally, you know, we don't we don't we don't look at what's behind the scenes. We always look at what's in front of us, and a lot of the times it bites us in the ass, and that's why. A lot of people are where they are and they don't ever progress because they've been bitten once and they don't want to be bitten again. And it's honestly true. You don't want to, but you know what? You're going to fail and you're going to fail a lot more. So really, who's willing to accept failure and keep standing up and keep pushing forward the next big thing until they find that success that they want? Because at the end of the day, it comes down to you, right? Effort equals success. You know, don't look at the tip of the iceberg. Look at the bottom part of the iceberg. What do you want to do? That's that's your choice, right? Now, the next question that we're going to answer so we don't get carried away here um, was where should I where should one put testimonials? Okay, testimonials can be placed on various platforms. Okay, we start with the biggest one, which is Google reviews. Okay, if your business is on Yelp, I would strongly recommend Yelp reviews. If you're a contracting company, a lot of people look at HomeStars. I would 100% recommend use HomeStars as of a form of adding reviews. I'm not saying don't use one or the other. Use all of them. Try to get your, your, your customers to use all. Get a QR code. They're free to make. Use one QR code to link it to a website that you may have that you can write a, that somebody can write a review and then you post those reviews for them and you can share it onto your platforms. There's means and softwares that allow you to do all that. Just takes a little bit of research to do, guys. I won't go over all the softwares out there, but there's ways that you can actually Implement one QR code where people can write a review about you. It can get plastered on their website. Then that website of yours could network it to all the platforms that your website's linked to. Yelp, Homestars, Google, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. You want to name it, name it. You know what I mean? On top of that, excuse me, uh, for those that are probably listening in and you have missed episode two, please go back and listen to social media. Uh, marketing episode. That episode is going to talk a little bit more uh, in depth about the social media platform and how it works. So do check it out. Um, it, and I, like I said, make sure you have a review on your business website. It's always good to have that. This all helps build your scorecard, uh, including the social media marketing and the testimonials put together with your website. We're going to go over scorecards on our next marketing um, segment. And it basically is how Google calculates it and how Google understands what scorecards go where on what page of Google. Organically speaking, to be on the first page of Google, you can't just ask for it unless you're a sponsored ad and you're paying for it. To be there organically, there are means of doing it. And right now we're in the process of learning what those means are. We started with social media marketing. We're now talking about testimonials. So we're going to go on. So sit tight, you know, and, and keep listening in on these podcasts. I only get so much time a day to actually record myself and edit it. So be patient. It's coming out one by one. If you want to get ahead of the game and you want to learn, because there's an abundance of information online and it can be confusing on one side. And I tell you one thing, a book can tell you one thing, experience is going to tell you something different. We go to university, we go to college, book tells us one plus one equals two. You come to the real world, it's one plus X. Where do we find that X? You got to figure that out, right? So let's understand that and understand that thoroughly. So guys, so those are the stats that I'm going to go over today. There's lots of stats to go through. I'm going to put that as part of uh, 
a, a different compilation that where I'm going to add testimonials where I find it's important in my next marketing segment. Um, and I'm going to hint down when we talk about is exactly, sorry, exactly the uh, specificalities per industry as to, um, you know, what we can be looking at when we're talking about closing rates, when we're talking about, um, you know, your scorecard. We'll also be talking about industry specific stats for testimonials. Okay. And how online reputation and recruiting works through those testimonials as well. Now, uh, the last thing I did want to touch base on for today is how are testimonials beneficial for a business? Well, the most simplest way to answer that is that it allows the consumer to have confidence, not only in you, if you're in a professional field, but also in your brand. And we'd mentioned brand a little bit in episode one. I'm going to touch base on it in another episode. It's going to be specifically about how your either business brand or individual brand make a significant impact. And that's how lawyers and a lot of these accounting firms actually use their branding to be so successful as they are today. But again, we're going to talk about that in another day. Now, the customer will also be influenced in making buying decisions, right? So if they make a buying decision sooner than later based on a review, um, as well as your brand put together, that's going to help them in, in essence, uh, or help you, I should say, really making money right off the bat. And it also increases the sense of urgency. The sense of urgency rises. Now, when search of sense of urgency rises with the trusted testimonials, that's where like Google reviews on very and various uh, and reviews on various platforms, I should say, uh, give you the scorecard that's going to advance you to move forward organically. And this way, when someone searches for something that you sell that they've never heard of, of, of your brand specifically, will want to make a purchase with you. And if they have a good experience with you, they're going to continue to make those purchases with you and bring you the referrals that you need. Um, again, in episode two, we talked a little bit about referrals. I recommend listening back to that and, and knowing how to tie both testimonials with your referrals so you can generate more revenue for yourself, whether that's recurring revenue or new revenue. At the end of the day, we need to make money to let our business drive. We need to make money to put food on our table. No one does anything for free. If we, if everyone did everything for free and we lived in a perfect world, this would be a different society, but we have the rich and the poor. Guys, middle class is dying. If you're good at something, learn to do it. Understand your brand. Understand how these testimonials are going to help you out. I thank you all for tuning in today. This is Punch Your Knowledge. I'm signing off. Have a great weekend, guys.